Find strong wind and a following sea. King Triton must be in a friendly type mood. King Triton? Why, ruler of the mer people, lad. Thought every good sailor knew about him. <laughs> mer people. Eric, <laughs> pay no attention to this nautical nonsense. But it ain't nonsense, it's the truth. I'm telling you, down in the depths of the ocean, they live We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Disney was hitting on all strokes with this thing. Playing, Playing with Mercury. Mercury. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just <laughs> I don't know how What we a both weird there, thing but... that you both said. Did you know that see that uh, she is a C cup? Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews, the podcast that explores the Hollywood film industry for the greater good. For the greater good. That's a good, that's a good, nice and, <laughs> right? nice and simple. Yeah. And I think yeah. probably the least dangerous um, accent you could have chosen out of this movie. Yeah. I, <laughs> you went yeah. to safe route, and I appreciate it. Yeah. You went nice and safe. It was good. We're not gonna. I, mean, I, did, I didn't. I did not try um, any uh, kind of Caribbean nonsense or yeah. anything. So yeah, yeah. yeah. We yeah. don't. I don't think we have any listeners there. But you know, just to be sure, that's good. You and, never uh, know. I we do have a couple of. Uh, we've had some downloads in France. So you know, there's that. Um, it's not a lot, but a few. Most of our uh, non-US are from the Netherlands. That's our second oh. highest country. The Netherlands, not interesting, not Canada, which you would think, but or England, but yeah, the Netherlands, they like us there. Don't know why. Nice. Yeah, it's cool. Let's go. Good people. We should go there. Do it live. Do a show yeah, live. Let's there. do a tour. Let's do it. That's how cheap seats on tour. I like it. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun to do, like a tour of a podcast. That would be kind of yeah. fun. No one would show there, up, but it'd be cool. There's other podcasts that do it. Yeah. Well, there's, I mean, like, there's a couple of cities where I know, like, 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 we could go to Denver, right, and meet. Um, uh, Pixie and Jesse from Sudden Butt, right? We could go, yeah, uh, up to Seattle, right, and see our buddy Cameron. We can go to Florida and see <laughs> both uh, Lady Juan and Lauren from Beard Al. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. So there you go. Like, I know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll have at least one person at whatever event we have. This is, this is great. There you go. Yeah. Uh, I am Sean. No, I haven't even said what this movie is. This is episode <laughs> 392, and tonight we're talking about The Little Mermaid. That's that's a phrase I don't think I ever thought I would say on this podcast, that we're doing <laughs> The Little Mermaid, but we are, in fact, reviewing it. Um, and why are you asking? Well, if you've listened to the last two episodes, you know that we're doing movies that were the first movies we saw in the theater. And you must now be asking yourselves, which one of you three guys watched The Little Mermaid in the theater first? Well, the answer would be none of us. That would be our awesome <laughs> guest, who I'll introduce in just a moment. I am Sean Allred, and joining us tonight is Andro. Andro? I don't know what Andro. <laughs> Andro. Andro <laughs> once used a fork to comb his hair and now has no hair. Jimison. That's actually very true. Uh, <laughs> I twirled it until like spaghetti? <laughs> it started ripping out. Yeah. No, that's unfortunate. 
Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, pal. Sam. Yes. Apparently, flounders can lift over a hundred times their body weight vector. And yet, the poor fish had some sort of buoyancy problem. (laughs) (laughs) Because there's no way that fish should be floating like that. So, um, I think it's bladder, the air bladder they've got. Uh, (laughs) There's something desperately wrong with that fish. I mean, if that fish could have moved that statue into her grotto, (laughs) I'm pretty sure that flounder could have killed that shark with one punch. That's just right. (laughs) But, Sean. Yeah. Sean, I, I just want you to know that I want you to sit on this dock here, and I've got this boat that I'm going to slowly turn uh, <laughs> into you and kind of try to stab you with the uh, the front of it here. All right. The prowl. I think that's what it's called. The prowl. Is the prowl? I think. I don't know. I don't know yeah. enough nautical terms to be um, useful, just enough to be dangerous. All right. Yeah. Sure. So I'll stay here. I'll just sit on the dock of the bay and mm-hmm. wait for you to stab me with a ship. I like it. Absolutely. <laughs> Is it's it going like to be like a, uh, uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean where, where the ship just sinks and, and I slowly ride it in. That's <laughs> that's generally my luck. Yeah. I mean, let's, okay, hold on. We're here for just a moment. I know we haven't introduced our guest, but that's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Isn't that one of the coolest intros of a character in film oh, history? It's, it absolutely is. Like, I love it so everything, much. Everything about that character, and I love it. It's so awesome. I, I love it so much. Okay. Um. Oh, this is a, this is the moment where I get nervous because I I didn't double check with her what her podcast name is. I hope I get it right. I've gotten this wrong before and had to edit and post. Making her triumphant uh, return to our humble podcast is the Lady One. Insert French stereotype here from the Screen Run <laughs> podcast. Hello. Hello. Woohoo, she's back. Yeah. Hey, lady one. I, I said Love your show. It. I said your show right, correct? I did Heck that right? yes, you did. Okay. There's been a couple <laughs> times where like the the name podcast isn't there or the the or you know, like I get those wrong sometimes. It's all good, man. People will find it. Yes, they will. Okay. <laughs> well, we're so glad to have you back on. And uh when I came up with this idea for this um this month of, of movies. Obviously, there's only three of us in the show, and I thought, well, I need somebody else to do it. And basically, you were kind of the top of the list. I was like, we got to have Lady One back on. <laughs> she's been on. She's basically like a regular at this point because this is like your fourth or fifth time back on the show. Yeah, so I'm thought, a recurring character. You really are. You're, you're, yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know, whatever the sitcom is that has the person that keeps coming back, you're that person. I can't think yeah. of anyone. Yeah, right the guest now. star. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually right. Like if in the, in you're, the opening you're Harry credits, Connick Jr. Um, <gasps> oh my god, amazing! Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Harry Connick Jr. was on Friends. Uh, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't man. Not remember that? I know he was Deborah Messing's uh, boo in Will and Grace. Will and Grace. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that's fun. There you go. Uh, yeah, you're. Well, yeah, I was gonna give you a, a female recurring character, but I can't think of one. What was the? No, you can't be Janice. From friends, <laughs> <laughs> don't make the poor thing Janice. No, nobody <laughs> should be Janice. Janice Aww. shouldn't even be she, Janice. She, she, yeah, she. Um, yeah, like if we were doing the opening credits of the podcast, like it would be starring Sean and Sam and Andrew and guest starring Lady One. So yeah, yeah, that's very there cool. There you go. Well, we're glad to have you back to talk about. So this was your first film in the movie uh, theater. So tell tell us a little bit about that. 
Yeah. So I saw this movie. Um, I was a little over three years old. So this was an ambitious undertaking by my father to take me to the movies at three years old. Yeah. Uh, just me and him. Um, we actually lived in England at the time. Oh my God. And um, so he was, he wanted to take me to the movie. He figured this looks good for this little kid who watches TV all the time. And um, we went to the theater and really my only strong memory of it is because this was a movie theater that had a balcony and we were in the balcony and he had our popcorn up on that top of the balcony on the ledge. Oh no! And he accidentally bumped it down right at the beginning of the movie. And the whole thing just spilled everywhere on the floor below us. And I just, I was so tickled by it because it was like, he, he freaked out. He's like, Oh my God. Oh no. Cause not only is the popcorn gone, but he's dumped it all over all the people down there on the first level. And that, uh, solidified that movie viewing experience in my brain, uh, what a, forever. What a, what a fantastic way to experience a movie. Just popcorn raining down. <laughs> right. Right. Pretty cinematic. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Especially during the celebration or something like that. Right. Yeah. So that would have, that would have been perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was my first, uh, in the theater experience. And then really, I don't remember seeing another movie in the theater until I was much older. Um, I know I went to, to some other things as a kid, but I don't really remember anything until like late elementary school after that. So, but that first one, when I was three, I remember that. That's really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't, I, again, we've all, so we've, we've all kind of touched on ours uh, and obviously we'll do Sam's next week, but um, yeah, I don't remember anything before, obviously Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 uh, and I certainly don't have any fun memories of my dad spilling the popcorn all over the place. That's great. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, there we go. So yeah, this is the 1990s, The Little Mermaid. I assume that we have all uh, or uh, I should say that the three of us have seen this movie probably many, many times, right? Many, many, many times. <laughs> well, you to have the daughters. Point, to, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely a Disney dad. And, you know, we've seen this several, several times to the point that I watched it again tonight with my girls and Abby was quoting it over here on the chair as we were watching it. So, yep, seen it. Thousand, well, not thousands, but seen it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I was telling my wife, my wife actually watched it with me, um, which is rare that she actually watches a movie for the podcast with me. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think I told her while we were watching, I was like, I don't think I've seen this since maybe college, maybe mm. when we were dating or something. I mean, it's been 20 years, I would say. So, um, yeah. But I, of course, I remember seeing it when I was a kid, but uh, I don't know. It, it, I may have only seen this three times, four times, maybe. Wow. Yeah. I I can't count how many times I've seen this movie. After, after that first viewing in the theater, it was probably hundreds of times on VHS, in a little clamshell plastic mm -hmm. VHS case. Oh, uh, I have seen this movie outside at like a screen at a uh river they had it playing over the water and i've seen this in a historic theater as well so i will see this movie any anywhere anytime i'm down to watch <laughs> the little mermaid it's brisk man it's under 90 minutes yes 
Isn't Which it a was delight? Nice. <laughs> yeah, that that was kind of one of the. Uh, it was also kind of a fun selling point because because I watched this also with my kids. Um, but it's interesting because you know Andrew made the comment that you know he has boys um, and hasn't seen it since he was a kid. I have a daughter, but we watched this with my son when he was a kid, and this was just one of those movies. I know I've talked a lot about when I was growing up. You know, I, I was kind of raised by the TV sometimes. <laughs> I mean, there were a lot of there were a lot of summers where both of my parents worked and I was at the house by myself and I would just put on movies and this was one of the movies that I put on on the regular. I just liked the songs. I would yeah. sing along, uh, you know, as a I say 1990-91, so I would have been 8-9, you know. Like Yeah. I think that was a good age for it. So I, I, I've seen this movie. I mean, I've probably seen this movie 20, 30 times. (laughs) Um, and my wife, so this is my wife's favorite. Um, it's her, it's in her top three favorite movies of all time. Oh, and so, (laughs) so she was both worried that I would crucify this film. <laughs> oh, no. And also really just enjoying the fact that she got to watch something fun and wholesome and yeah. part of her memories. And the kids were singing along a little bit. And, um, you know, she was singing along. We, we were having a good time. We made a big thing. The only thing that my son kept getting annoyed, because I have to pause the movie to get the time code for me to pull clips. Oh, <laughs> and he's like, "Dad, stop pausing the movie." And I'm like, "I got to. I have to get the time code for the clips." <laughs> and then, and that's what it hit him. He goes, "Wait a minute, you're doing this for the podcast?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah." So we had a plan. Uh, I was actually going to record my daughter, my five year old, um, with a little because we've done this before with my son, where he'll record like a two minute interview with him. You know, what she, what she likes and what she doesn't like about the movie and things, but. Uh, attitudes and bedtime uh, prevented <laughs> that, so I don't have mm. one of my daughter next. Maybe next week. What do you think, Sam? Should I let my kids watch next week's and, and we'll discuss <laughs> if, it if then? He, if you would like to uh, scar them for life, yes, you yeah. sure can. Okay. Nightmares. <laughs> have you ever seen a horror movie on a uh, cartoon? Are you asking me or are you, I mean, are any you? of you guys? Oh, uh, that's next week. Yeah, just just so y'all. That's mm. next week. Yeah. No, the no, I haven't. Not a cartoon. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Have I? No. <laughs> the, I don't think so. I'm, I'm, I'm saying like the closest thing would be, and it's not a horror movie, it's just a little scary, would be like... Toy Story. Uh, no. <laughs> I guess that is kind of scary when they come to life, I guess, but... That is a horror film. Uh, it is for Sid, from his point of view. <laughs> Uh, Mo- Monster House is kind of scary-ish. I mean, Ish. my yeah. kids still bury their heads in the in in like pillows when the house eats uh the its first victim. Can't remember who. Anyway, the first victim that gets at by the house. My kids bury their faces in pillows. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Like as the movie goes on, they get less scared of the house, but like yeah. it's that first one, they lose it. It's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, well, that one segment in Fantasia is super scary. The one with uh, the night on Bald Mountain, where all of the spirits oh, yeah, rise from right. the grave and the mountain yeah. becomes like a demon. That's scary. That is a little creepy. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, yeah that is a little <laughs> yeah. creepy. Interesting. Yeah. 
Anyway, we're going to save the creep for next week. Because um, <laughs> that's going to be a, an interesting time had by all. Wait, who's our guest? Her name is Ebony. And, Are you uh, calling her a creep? Oh, Sean, oh. come on, man. <laughs> well, she does do a horror podcast. so I don't know. <laughs> well, That's appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, that'll work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh okay so I guess we haven't we're uh we're twenty minutes in the show yet I haven't said uh we haven't done the read Andrew I guess I mean do this is a movie I feel like we don't need to but let's just do it because tradition probably dictates. need to yeah well and it has a fun word in it so let's go for it all right a, a mermaid princess makes a Faustian bargain in an attempt to become human and win a prince's love a Faustian 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 oh. yeah wow Faust yeah. They actually used that. Yeah, I think this was actually written by the third graders that this movie was intended <laughs> for. Because <laughs> everybody knows the word Faustian. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm Googling it right now to make sure that... Uh... <laughs> You're going to have to bleep it? <laughs> yeah, do I need to bleep that? <laughs> Did Andrew just swear like four times on the show? Jeez. Uh, okay, Faustian. That's fun. All right. Um, uh, I guess five word review time, right? Sam, why don't you uh lay down your uh your five word review? Sure, I've got two. Um, and my first one is a father's worst nightmare. <laughs> All right. All right. And my other one is simple story told simply well. And mm. you know, even the original Little Mermaid story is as convoluted as anything else you've ever ever heard, right? So you, you know, you hear about her turning to sea foam. You hear about all the horrible things that ends up happening to Ariel in the original. Mm. Is it Hans Christian Andersen? I think yeah, yeah. that did it yeah. right. I think Disney took this and made a great little story from it. Mm -hmm. Does it have problems? Yes, there's yeah. issues. <laughs> um, I'm willing to look past it simply because. The songs in this movie, almost every single one, I never want to end. I want an additional yeah. verse on every single one of these songs. Mm -hmm. And I am disappointed every time that they that they stop. Yeah. The the Kiss the Girl song and uh, Under the Sea. And, and I mean, Disney was hitting on all strokes with this thing. And it was, it's, it's beauty to behold. <laughs> yeah, the, the animation at times is pretty bad, which surprised me. I, I you know, looking at quality this time, um, I got kind of annoyed with the blurring of the undersea stuff because I kept thinking my contacts or my glasses weren't working <laughs> quite right. But I, I really don't care because I enjoy it. My daughters enjoy it. The story itself is, is probably the most problematic thing of this, right? Because you've got. Um, the idea that, that this girl's willing to change everything, give up everything for a guy that she's never even talked to, mm -hmm. that she's, you know, she's infatuated with. Um, I also have to bring up the legal issue of was Ariel of a legal age to sign a binding <laughs> agreement and yeah. without a parental, uh, co-signing, uh, um, yeah. if she was, because they called her a teenager, right? So she's I guess 16. she could she could be age. Did they say 16? Yeah. She says she's 16. All right. So, I mean, yeah, she maybe, was getting her learner's permit. Maybe, <laughs> maybe the laws of Titan, um, uh, of, of Triton under the, the sea uh, yeah. are different. Yeah. Um, but up here, that contract would not have been binding. And, um, 
Ursula would uh, would not have been able to hold her to the uh, the legal aspects of it. I also have to mention that I don't know why, but when Ursula is in human form, when she's Vanessa, mm, Vanessa, Vanessa, I I like I think Vanessa's hotter than Ariel. So. <laughs> really? Oh, I I, think you're I crazy. do. I do. I don't know why. It's the dark hair, I think, that, that I really like. <laughs> um, this movie, what, what year was this made? 1990. 90 was about the time I was coming of age. And I remember being so incredibly attracted to the women in this movie. Maybe not <laughs> Ursula in, in octopus form, but Ariel popping out of the water when when she just got her legs yeah holy crap i think i became a man at that <laughs> image um on here so um this is this is just one of those movies it's a, it's a pleasure to watch i love listening to it i told you guys earlier on a text that i think my children are about to kill me because i'm singing the songs around the house and making up lyrics to the music and you know they just can't stand it uh any longer um so if there's a murder up here in Hickory, it is y'all's fault for making <laughs> me watch this movie. So there you go. You're you're not Sam. You're not wrong about that shot of her coming out of the water. It's it's a little sexualized. I remember watching it this time. Going, little. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Like watching it this time as an adult, there's a lot of things that I never picked up on before. You know, there's yeah. there's some someone pointed out on Twitter today that the phrase. Uh, it's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me has a way different meaning. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, I never thought about that. Thank you for being that person. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's there's a lot, there's a little bit of a sexualized, I, you know, stuff happening in this movie that's a little different than, uh, I mean, obviously my five-year-old doesn't get that. She doesn't care, but. No, no. But, but as a father, this is scary, right? You know, poor Triton is just trying to keep his daughter safe, and she is absolutely obsessed with something that could possibly kill her. You know, this is literally like having a daughter obsessed with fire or yeah. obsessed with handling lead or, or you know, playing, playing with mercury. mercury. Yeah. yeah, it's it's just... That's weird. I don't know how what we both weird there, thing That was weird. <laughs> so odd. It's very... Almost discomforting. Yeah, right? <laughs> and yes, yes, he goes, he, he he rages out a little bit and destroys all our stuff, which is not a good thing to do. You know, dads won't, shouldn't go through their child's room and, you know, toss everything around and, and take a baseball bat to their trophies and all that sort of stuff. Um, but I, I see his point of view and I, I feel bad for him in a way because he did what every dad would do at the end there, didn't he? I mean, yeah. I'm going to trade my my life for my daughter's if I if I have to do it. So, yeah. Anyway, but going going back to the kind of inappropriateness of of some scenes, I told my wife I thought that I remembered hearing somewhere, maybe reading trivia a long time ago about the movie Beauty and the Beast, that that was the first time cleavage was used in a Disney animated cartoon. Really, but. Obviously not, <laughs> because it, there was some in this movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I mean, good God, Ursula. Ursula yeah. basically <laughs> popping at the seams. Yeah. Yeah. Quite literally, when she turns back into the... When she turns back, yeah. Her, her, yeah. her boobs are like the first thing to, to come back out, which is funny. I, again, something I never really picked up on until until this time. 
And, and watching this, I want more Ursula. I want more it's of the so villain. In this. It's so good. It is so good. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, of all the villains that we've seen in Disney cartoons, she has to be one of the most intriguing, one of the most terrifying in a lot of ways. Well, she has um, a backstory that we never find out. Right. You know, why was yeah. she kicked out? What was, you know, I, and I'm not watching the crap that is, you know, uh, Little Mermaid 2 or 3 or whatever they did <laughs> after this. I'm not, I don't care. But I want to know. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, any kind of sequel that Disney pumped out in the late 90s, early 2000s is crap. So, um, but yeah, I want to find out more about her. Why was she banished? Was it bad? business dealings you know was she uh, writing contracts that she shouldn't be so i don't know <laughs> there's um a good bit of some of the parts with ursula that were cut um just in like storyboard version on disney plus and the extras for the yeah. little mermaid so uh like there's an extra verse to poor unfortunate souls that was cut oh see no, uh, yeah they should have kept it yeah so there's that. that you can also see some of the the storyboards for the scenes where she has they show her with like another of her customers who fails to fulfill his bargain. Um, So there was kind of more that I think made her seem even more evil in the stuff that they cut. Um, Cause I mean, she's, she's obviously the bad guy, right? But she did have a contract. It's the contract, right? She did tell Ariel what the terms were. Yeah. You know, she and Ariel knew the repercussions if she yeah. didn't get that kiss within three days. Yeah, and she knew. It's hard if it was a legally binding contract. If yeah. <laughs> um, Ursula wasn't a bad guy, she just wasn't. And she she in laid the live out action, everything on the table. In the live action remake, they're actually going to do a, th- a scene where Ariel clicks OK and it says, by clicking OK, you accept all the terms of this agreement. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't have to sign anything. She's going to download yeah. all the cookies. Uh, you know, she yes. accepted all the cookies. That sounds like fishing. Oh, nice. <laughs> wow, we're all over here. Uh, great. The, um, oh, gosh, I just lost it. I had this really interesting point, and I just completely farted away. Gosh, dang it. Um, oh, no, we're talking about, so Ursula is a villain, which is interesting because I was thinking about, when Sam, you said she's one of the most interesting villains we've had. So I'm, like, other movies, kind of the contemporaries, right? So, like, Lion King, Beauty and Star, the Beast, yeah. and Aladdin. Mm-hmm. So like like Jafar is a pretty great bad guy, um, but I'd put him at the at the bottom of that list of those movies. I think Jafar is fine. I think Scar is probably one of the better ones because of the you know the fact that he's you know, you know he kills his brother. I mean that's pretty yeah. pretty messed and up. And he's using his brains. To, he's very to win, smart. Yeah, yeah. Right. And so Ursula is is also that she's a very. Um, I mean, she's powerful, but she's also very smart. I mean, she's kind of, I wrote one of my notes, like she's like the Rumpelstiltskin of, of the sea world <laughs> um, because it's all about the contract, yeah. right? Stiltskin always is about these yeah. contracts. And so yeah. I, uh, I I kind of enjoyed that about like watching it this time. Like, well, yeah, she just like, like the, the, the long con was if I can screw this up and force dad to give me the trident so I can, like, that was the whole point. Yeah. Of the thing, so like she's playing the long con, whereas like Gaston is just a dick, right? Yes. You know, like <laughs> so he's a one note, you know, douche, but he's a you know he's a fun one note, but he's just a one note whatever. So yeah, no, she is an interesting villain. I hadn't honestly ever really thought about it that much. 
Yeah, she's really cool. I mean, the fact that when she kills her little pets, she's like upset. Oh, they're oh, yeah. babies. Yeah, her yeah. poop. She, she loves her. Flotsam and Jetsam. Yeah. Those, uh, like that was kind of neat. You know, it's like, oh, she's not a complete psychopath. Like she legitimately mm-hmm. cared about these two eel things. So, okay. Uh, Lady Wong, give us your five word review. So I also have two. Uh, I've been on the show enough that I'm like, showing up with one five-word review ain't enough. <laughs> so my first one is uh, The Fish That Saved Mickey, uh, just because this movie started the Disney renaissance and really restored the reputation mm-hmm. and the production of Disney as an animation studio. So uh, that's my first one. And then my second one is Thank God for Alan Menken. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean... He he had two of the songs from this movie nominated for the Oscar for best song that year. Two. And Kiss the Girl in Under the Sea. Under the Sea won. In my opinion, like the other songs, I, I like Part of Your World and Poor Unfortunate Souls better than yeah. the two songs that were nominated for best song. And then he also won the score or he won the Oscar for best score. Mm-hmm. And he beat two John Williams scores yeah. born on the 4th of July and Indiana Jones and the last crusade and That's a James impressive. Horner score. Yeah. Like wow. what a slam yeah. dunk. Alan mm-hmm. Menken, the EGOT. He did it. He's amazing. <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. Cause literally I had saved, I have a tab open specifically <laughs> on that part, like that information. So yeah, yeah. you're, you're hundred percent right. That's cause I, that blew me away too incredible because when i saw that i thought wait he won for best score and i remember watching it this time thinking god the music is really good like the score so beautiful is really good because i've I've only ever listened to the songs but the music Mm -hmm. is good and so when i i saw this one two oscars and in fact one of the little interesting tidbits here is that uh, this movie was the first Disney film to receive an Academy Award since Bedknobs and Broomsticks in '71. Whoa! And it won. For, wow! Yeah, wow! And it won for wow. Alan Menken's score and song, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, you're you're definitely right right on with the the Renaissance there. Yeah, this this was the resurgence of Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just. Um... Again, there's just plugging all the extras on Disney Plus, I guess. There's a little featurette on the making of the movie and what Jeffrey Katzenberg's role was in it. And that he just was like not wowed at first. He was like, I love the music. I love the script, but I don't love what I'm looking at. And it like the pressure was on the production of this movie. And they work on animated films for years. So it was like three or four years they're working on The Little Mermaid knowing that they have like the entire Disney animation studio on their shoulders. Like if this doesn't work, all the other projects that are in the works might not get through. Like, yeah, this has the weight of all of those amazing nineties Disney movies on its shoulders. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah. Without this, we wouldn't have the Oscar nominated best picture beauty and the beast. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, which was the Disney last... was absolutely floundering in the animation department before this. They <laughs> oh, really were. They were floundering. There's a good another pun. Yeah. yeah stop your carping, Sam. <laughs> 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 um, you did say Sean's not. Sean's not very coy on <laughs> on all this. You get one more. 
fish. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping you'd do that. That's amazing. Uh, But speaking of saving the mouse, in the opening scene, you can see uh, Mickey Mouse, Donald, and Goofy, and Kermit the Frog in the crowd of people as he swims over. That's kind of fun. So as as we were watching it last night, I was like, "Hey, look there they are!" And the kids were they were actually pretty excited about that, um, and and a little confused, like, "Wait, they uh, can, how <laughs> they can be underwater?" Like, okay, guys, who? Don't, what? Don't, yeah, don't yeah. take it too seriously. Uh, okay, Andrew. Okay, uh, I have three actually, uh, and one is very similar to Sam, so I'm just gonna bypass it. Uh, simple musical fairy tale classic. Uh, And this really not only, I think, revived the Disney franchise as far as the the movies are concerned and the the Disney Renaissance, but uh, it was truly a musical. You know, a Mm -hmm. lot of the Disney films that we had seen up until this point, um, you know, Mary Poppins and Bedknobs and Broomsticks, uh, those had, they always have had music with them, but this one was truly a musical, I think you know mm-hmm. um because people would just break out in song and then you had other other crustaceans that would start to sing and <laughs> uh randomly and so uh and it's very obvious because it went to broadway and yeah has been there ever since it's still there i think um so that was number 1 number 2 um can we say age of consent and then number 3 <laughs> um <laughs> Number three, every drag queen's makeup inspiration. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Ursula, Ursula, um, and I think actually I remember hearing that Ursula was uh, designed based on a drag queen. I don't know if that's yeah, true. It is. Is that true? Yeah, she okay. was inspired. Her character design was inspired by the drag queen Divine, who was in uh, some John Waters movies. She was from uh, the Baltimore area, so she's in a few of his things. And I mean, if you look at pictures of Divine, like that's Ursula. Like they inspired is a really loose term uh, for what they did. They straight up just drew Divine with the tentacles. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you can definitely, because as you listen to Ursula's voice, you, <laughs> you I kind of started to think of uh, Monsters Incorporated because of the. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what's her name? Um, uh, oh, uh, the slug. The always uh, watching lady. Yeah, always Ma- watching. That was voiced. Something? That was voiced by a male, and I wondered was Ursula. So I had to look it up, and of course it wasn't. But uh, it could, like you could, you could see how it might be. Oh yeah, uh, easily so it's, could have been. The 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 look and the voice are very drag queen esque. Yeah. yeah. Um Pat Carroll is the uh is yeah. the voice. She's uh gosh. She's still alive. She's still alive, yeah. Yeah. Good she was her. born in nineteen twenty seven, I saw. Yeah. Wow. And her last acting gig, I think, that I saw it was like two thousand twenty. Yeah, twenty twenty. Well she okay, no. She she was in the Wonderful World of Mickey Mouse, the TV series short as Ursula. But it used so I, I guess it's her original like they're not using like clips from the movie. I think it's her doing the voice. That's incredible. Uh, she was also in Rapunzel's Tangled Adventures as wow. Old Lady Crowley. Oh. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's 
It's, it's a lot of voiceover work, so she can yeah. just kind of... Still getting on the mic. Good for Pat. Yeah. Yeah. Good good on her. But she has <laughs> she has 98 credits. Uh, a wow. lot of it's video game work as as Ursula and the Little mm. Mermaid cartoon and Chippendales and things like that. So, oh, she was in Superman as a... Uh, she was Queen Hippolyta, Hippolyta in the... Hippolyta? Thank you. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, she's cool. All right, there you go. Yeah, but uh, you know, overall, it's already been said. I mean, it's a it's a simple story that's told well. But I, I agree with Sam in the fact that I was kind of taken back a little bit by the animation. And I know that this is an older movie, but mm. if you look at some other animation that was around this time, I've, you know, I, I look at even even some like Looney Tunes cartoons, or, you know, some animated series cartoons that were the 2D style animation. In my mind, those almost hold up a little better than this in some aspects. There's some some things in this movie that are done really well, but other things are just kind of, I don't know, they're, they're drawn in a style or, or maybe they were done, qu- I don't want to say they were done quickly. I don't want to, you know, it just looks like they didn't spend too much time on things like backgrounds and uh, and some characters in some scenes. Yeah, I I noticed that as well because I had started working on my notes before I went to do my most recent rewatch, and was just thinking like, oh, but you know, I remember the animation still looks pretty good because I've seen it in theaters as recently as like three years ago, and I went to watch it, you know on Disney plus on just on my TV. And I was like, eh, some of this is pretty nice. And some of this is just not. And for it to come out just two years before beauty and the beast, which is like, yeah, just flawless is, um, it's pretty crazy. Cause they, I, you know, you would guess they were five plus years apart. Not, not two. So oh, definitely. Yeah. It's, um, there's a, there's, you can tell that they were, you know, cutting corners where they could. I think um, uh, the voice of Ursula herself said, uh, Pat Carroll said that Ursula is a squid, not an octopus, because she only has six tentacles, because six is cheaper to draw than eight. So they were <laughs> cutting corners wherever they could to get this out, get this profitable, because, again, like the weight of all the other projects in the wings was on them. This needed to yeah. be a hit. Yeah, yeah. This, is, this is virtually the bridge between yes. the bad yeah. and the good this yeah <laughs> they they had to do to, to include some of the bad to kind of show that they could start this renaissance right it mm-hmm. couldn't just start with a beautifully absolutely flawless animated film there's some scenes in here that are like that right that are yes. just flawless but yeah. you're right especially anything with triton seemed really bad just, just a little flat just, yeah it just didn't look good yeah, those um the dolphins in the opening. I was like, oh, Whoa, that's the, the these main are some place rough I looking dolphins. Yeah. Like the dolphins looked better, or the other animals looked better in Dumbo yeah. from like a million years ago than those dolphins looked really like flat and like not not finished. But then like the scene where Ariel gets legs and she comes out of the ocean at the end, that dress is like sparkling and you're like, how are they Gorgeous. doing this? Like, yeah, there's, yeah. there's a wild variation in animation quality throughout this film. I did lead over to my wife uh, in that scene. I said, thank God the dad gave her some clothes. 
Of yeah, course he would. Yeah, I did. Because <laughs> he's a good dad. So yeah. I, I do want to make a couple points of clarification just in case someone who listens wants to message me because usually I get the messages. Um, <laughs> and that's the fun part of this whole thing. So Beauty and the Beast was the next year, not not three or four years. It was the next year, 91. Oh, I thought Little Mermaid was 89. Uh, it well, says you, on IMDb 89. But. Yeah, okay, you're right. It does say IMDb is 89. So yeah, it was 91, so yeah. it was two years later. Yeah, my, two my, years. My, yeah, 89 to 91, it's... Which in animation terms is not a lot of time. It's not. Right. I I thought it was 90 because it was the 1990 Oscars. That's where I got messed up. So yeah, 89. But here's the thing that'll blow you away. If I told you one of these movies had a $25 million budget and the other one had a $40 million budget, we all would assume that Beauty and the Beast had the $40 million budget. But we would all be wrong. Really? This movie had a $40 million budget and Beauty and the Beast was on $25 million. Marketing, maybe. Um, it... Usually, when they do budget, they don't for IMDb. They don't count marketing. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. So, what was it? Drawing only, bubbles. The only thing each, I can think of, of ten thousand dollars or something. I this is what I honestly think is we've we've mentioned several times now that this movie kickstarted the the Renaissance. I think is that Disney had to change the studio. They had mm. to invest. Yep. You know, like. Like to make to make Toy Story one cost way more than to make Toy Story two because they had to get the technology. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I think there's something uh-huh. there to that because now Yeah, that, like some establishing costs. Yeah. So it's like, okay, we need to get in these new animators in this new style. Plus, I think they're able to save some cost because some of the shots in Beauty and the Beast are done computer. Mm. There's yeah. a little bit of CGI happening. A little bit, yeah. Uh-huh. Um so that might have cut that might have cut some costs there as well. But yeah, uh, this movie made uh, the Little Mermaid made two hundred and eleven million dollars worldwide. Uh, in, in ninety money in nineteen nineties money, yeah, ninety money. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's good. That's like that's yeah, it's really yeah. Good. That's that's a good day's work there. Um, <laughs> just for a comparison, Beauty and the Beast the next year, again twenty five million dollars made four hundred and twenty four million dollars. Oh, wow. holy crap! Um, but I, I look at that as also, I mean, one, I think it's a better film, but also mm. sometimes the sequel makes more money. I mean, we all mm-hmm. know that Spider-Man 3 is terrible, but it made a billion dollars Yeah, because <laughs> we were so excited because 1 and 2 were really good that even though 3 was bad, there were so many people that wanted <laughs> to see it, they went and watched it anyway. Before a word of mouth, you know what I'm saying like if Spider-Man uh-huh. three, if that Spider-Man three came out in 2015, when we had the internet to tell us don't go watch it, <laughs> it wouldn't have made as much money. But that movie came yeah. out in 08, like we didn't know, or 07 or 08, yeah, something like that. Like we didn't have the internet to tell us not to go watch it yet. I mean, the internet existed, yeah. but you know what I mean. We didn't the, have the, the, the Pony Express hadn't come with the the, the daily, <laughs> yeah, uh, the, or weekly newspaper to. Uh, Exactly. To our station, exactly. So. Pony Express. <laughs> By the way, my one of my favorite character actors in this movie is Buddy Hackett as Scuttle. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. <laughs> he's he's so I love him. He, he's so great. He's so funny. Uh, he died uh, back in two thousand three, but he's uh, he's just so funny. I love everything that he's in. Um, the worst one really is Flounder. I'm sorry. Oh. I I could. Uh, he doesn't work for me for a comic relief. It's it, he's just whiny, 
and and annoying to me. Plus, he floats weird. So <laughs> I just float weird for a fish. I feel like he has gastrointestinal issues. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. He's yeah. uh he's like the whiny little brother character. Like he's right? just and I just can't stand that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh I do want to mention uh Rene uh Abergenois as Louis. Um <laughs> he's uh he's our Star Trek connection. I had to do it. He's oh, uh, he's nice. from, I didn't know that. He's from Deep Space Deep Space Nine. But yeah, he's our he's our French our, our French connection. No, he's our, our Star Trek <laughs> connection. <laughs> Um, well, he does sound French. Well, he is. So okay, good. <laughs> he he actually Real? is. So there's there is that. Um, my five word review. I I also had two. Uh, my first is a cute coming of age film. Um, yeah, and mm-hmm. uh, redheads are very stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> that's for that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, now you. How many are in your house now? Uh, well, <laughs> two. I get because my daughter's yeah. actually not. She she has her mother's hair. Uh, it's not. It's more of the brunette, like my wife. My son has the red hair. He's 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 more of the ginger, like like I am. Poor kid. Yeah, and it's also curly. I mean, it's yeah, and it kills him. He hates it because when it gets a little long, it gets super curly. And it, it kills him. Like as soon as he's like, "Dad, it's starting to curl. We got to go get a haircut." He wants it to be <laughs> completely straight. And I, I'm like, Declan, I'm telling you, buddy, you want those curls. He's like, "Why?" And I said, "Because when you have curls, girls want to put their fingers through your hair." I'm just saying. <laughs> he's nine. He doesn't understand that. He'll appreciate it later. He'll life, appreciate so. it later. Yeah. But right now, make him watch this movie, and then he'll understand. Um, what what's going on? We watched it last night, so he, yeah, he watched it with us. It was so funny when we said, "Hey, we're gonna watch a movie tonight." He got really excited. We're gonna watch the Little Mermaid. Really, it's a girly movie. I said, "Yeah, but there's still a fight scene, and there's killing, and there's magic." But it's a girly movie. It's like, well, then you can go to bed. <laughs> okay, I'll stay up and watch it with you. Yeah, okay, That's what nice. Uh, only did he like it. He does. He likes it. If I if I went and woke him up right now and said, "Hey, Declan, do you like the movie?" He would say yes. He, he <laughs> does like the movie. He just he's at this age where he he feels like he's cooler than girl stuff. But mm-hmm. but like his favorite cartoon on TV right now, along with the rest of the family, is Amphibia, and the main hero in that cartoon is a girl. So, um. Go watch Amphibia if you those for those that like uh, a good cartoon. It's really great, and um, <laughs> this is also a tease. I had an interview with someone on the production of that cartoon recently. Very cool. That will come out um, soon-ish, and I'm very excited for that. Um, and I fully told uh, him when I interviewed him that the main reason why I wanted to interview him is because I wanted to tell my kids that I had him on my podcast because we love that cartoon <laughs> so much. Uh, it's a great show. Okay. Last few notes here I'm going to cook through before I get some clips. Uh, let's see. This movie does have a lot of tropes in it. Um, you know, tropes aren't always bad, but there's a lot of the, no. you know, the, the hero is absent-minded trope. Uh, overbearing dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, the grass is always greener. 
there's a there's a lot of those kind of tropes in this in this movie. Um, I also stole a quote from Sam, saying that uh, King Triton used the nuclear option. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he really does, and that's uh, that was bad. That was a bad thing. But I'm just I have to ask the three of us that are parents. Have you guys ever lost your temper where you broke your kids' stuff? No, but no, not yet. But I've come close. But I've, there, I've there was a throw. time where, and and I I regret this to be honest. There was a time when my son was I don't I can't remember how old he was maybe five ish, and his room was just trashed. There was just toys everywhere, and I had asked him to pick up there was these plastic dinosaurs he might have been older than five but there were these plastic dinosaurs and i said if these aren't picked up when i come back in here i'm gonna throw them in the trash now i had no intention of actually throwing them in the trash but i came back and they were still there so i took them and i put them in a plastic bag and i put them in the garage i have never seen someone so devastated and i truly felt bad afterwards um, and that's why today he cuts me, looks across the room, and uh, I see him standing over my bed while I sleep at night. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Sam said no. So I, I have employed the nuclear option one time with my son. Not, and I've not done it with my daughter. I don't know if I could do it to her. but And maybe, Sam, it's the difference between boys and girls. Yeah. So my son, when he was about four... This is when we were living in South Carolina. had a had a train set, those you know, Wooden Thomas the train train sets, and he was he had it set up. He was very proud of this thing, right? Um, we even made the the carpet that we lit on the floor wasn't isn't conducive for train building. So I went to the to the store and bought um, a big piece of not plywood because plywood splintery, but basically like I found an old like countertop like a big work surface that was smooth edged and put it on the floor for him. So he had a place to play and that it wouldn't you know, hurt him. So he had this beautiful train set up and I don't remember what led to it, but it was one of those things where I said, you need to do this thing or you're going to lose a toy. And my son has this mentality sometimes where it's all or nothing and he says, well, fine, I don't want any of my toys. And that was the straw that broke my back. And I marched upstairs. I had him by the hand. I mean, he, I was dragging him upstairs into his room. Uh -oh. And mm. I full-on destroyed that train set. I mean, I kicked it. I smashed it. I didn't break anything, but I took it apart violently. <laughs> and then I threw it into the big Tupperware, and I said, this now belongs to me because you obviously don't want toys anymore because you don't care. And he cried and I took it downstairs and my wife was just like, did that just happen? <laughs> and, and then he had to earn it back. But like he, my son can trigger me. I, I, <laughs> he's just, he can. He, he, he knows how to push yeah. my buttons way more than my daughter. My daughter just immediately turns to tears and like, daddy, I love you. And so like, that's kind of the end of it. But for my son, <laughs> mm. anyway, nuclear option. Good times. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, 
I do have a couple of dumb jokes that I wrote. Like, um, you think the like when she after she got her legs, like the first time she had to go to the bathroom, like did that freak her out? Um, <laughs> you would think of that. That's weird. Why would you think of that? Oh, what stop the it! Heck? Stop it! <laughs> I mean, uh, she had to poop somehow. Yeah, I mean, all fish poop. Yeah, so all fish yeah. poop. They don't have it. Speaking oh, of okay. speaking anyway. of that, I have to tell tell the story. This is funny. So my my parents came over, my parents came over tonight to take me on my to celebrate my birthday. I turned forty uh, since the last Old time man. we recorded, and my dad gave me my birthday card, which said, "Turning forty is like peeing in the pool." And then you open it up, and it says, "Basically, you just hope that nobody notices, and you can just swim on." <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that's my dad. Aww. Yeah, he's great. Bless. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, also, um, I don't know. It's not really a, a, a deus ex machina, but like it is super convenient that Ursula, Vanessa, is singing her evil plan so that the bird could hear it. <laughs> um, I thought that was kind of, yeah, you know. Convenient. It's kind of the same thing as, you know, they caught me monologuing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Uh, but she sings it, you know, like if you're going to, if you're going to, you know, reveal your plan, do it with some style. Well, it's, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. And she inherited the voice. It's part of the deal. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, she had to put those pipes to work. That's right. Uh, last few ones I had. Um, I, I wrote the question Can he hear the music and the words to kiss the girl? But then the movie kind of answers it when when Sebastian says her name is Ariel and he goes Ariel and I thought oh he can actually hear them um, that's not just for our benefit so yeah that part I didn't really understand it, it honestly kind of freaked me out a little bit because <laughs> well you put yourself in that situation for a moment you're sitting in a boat in this uh, lagoon right with a beautiful girl and all of a sudden you hear music. Uh, (laughs) Right. (laughs) And you hear words and you say, what is your name? And you hear the name Ariel and you're not phased by this at all. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, yeah, it's freaky. It's a little, it's a little, if you think about it too much, yes, it's an, there's an issue. Um, uh, I also uh, wrote down: Was she wearing her sh- uh, seashells under her dress? Because she was in a, her her dress, right? And then when she turned back into a mermaid and dove into the water, her dress top was gone, and she was back into seashells. Like, was she wearing them the whole time? She probably knows no. She doesn't know any better. I guess you're right. right. But I feel yeah, I I feel like in the world of the movie, the seashells are part of her. Okay. Did you know That's... that? See that uh, she is a sea cup. Nice. <laughs> See, Lady Juan, this is why you come back on the show. It's for jokes like this, right? You're welcome. I oh, love it. Yeah. Um, last note I'm going to read is um, the villain also is the, she does the thing where she creates the way to kill herself. So if it wasn't mm. for the fact that she created the big typhoon and mm-hmm. it stirred up all those sunken ships then she wouldn't have died. She'd be fine. But she had to do the thing, and therefore she died. So 
that's a trope that happens a lot in movies. We had to find a way to kill her somehow, and this is just a good enough way to do it, I guess. Uh, and then a few other pieces of trivia I wrote down. So I am going to, since Andrew's game is based not on trivia, but on other stuff, I am going to read these just a couple real quick things. The Little Mermaid had been a Disney property since 41, 1941. 41? Wow. Yeah. Wow. Disney planned to include the much darker Hans Christian Andersen version of the tale in a planned anthology film of the fantasy author's works. After a bitter strike by the animators the same year and the increasing focus on World War II uh, wartime propaganda shorts, the initial version of the film was shelved in, 90, in 1943. Hmm. And then... Well, one, I'm kind of glad because some really bad stuff happened. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, you're yeah. right. It's gross. Ariel's body type and personality were based on Alyssa Milano. Yep. Maybe that's why I was attracted to her so much. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, <laughs> she's an attractive woman. And the mm-hmm. effect of her hair underwater was based on footage of astronaut Sally Ride in weightless conditions. I didn't know that. That's cool. That is pretty was neat. she also a mermaid? I don't think so. She's an astronaut. No. Well, um, are you saying mermaids can't be astronauts? Yes. So far. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, we talked about the animation a little bit, and I did see this trivia that I wanted to mention real quick. That um, It says this is the last Disney animated feature to use hand-painted cells, analog camera, and film work. Uh, 1,000 different colors were used on 1,100 backgrounds. Over 1 million drawings were done in total. So... I mean, if you think about one million drawings, okay, you're probably going to cut some corners. <laughs> I mean, you're probably yeah. not, you know. So uh, that might explain some of the Some the of the janky animation. dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's a good way of putting it, the janky dolphins. Oh, and that is <laughs> absolutely the name of the podcast this week, janky uh, dolphins. That's what I call the Florida team. <laughs> so do their fans yeah no that's kidding. right <laughs> all right uh you guys ready for some clippy clips yeah i don't have yeah. a lot um but there's some there's some good ones here nothing very very long so my first one here is um late late 80s lightning effect sound effects this always sounds bad so here you go That 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 high pitch thing—it's hard to to, to to isolate. But mm-hmm. lightning back then always sounded terrible. I don't know why we thought <laughs> lightning sounded like that right there. That little that weird high like, pitch thing. It's like a laser. Yeah, of like lightning. Yeah. It's lightning. Yeah, it sounds weird. It doesn't sound like anything, right? It's just a. Yeah, I think don't you only hear the thunder? I yeah. think it's it's the thunderclap from the. Speed of not speed of light, the uh, yeah. sound barrier or something, right? Yeah. So okay, we're gonna go down this weird science thing. Oh, no science. No, it's fine. Lightning. The, the, <laughs> the sound of thunder. I got so mad. Do you ever like watch TV or something? And like, it's a thing that you know. It's just a, a fact that you know. And the show oh, gets dude, it wrong all the time. All these facts that I know that I just know are absolutely true. <laughs> Stop it. And somebody Stop argues it. with me that they aren't true. I absolutely get furious. It's just, it's beyond my compression. Just it's stop just describing Twitter. There's there's right? literally an episode, I don't even remember the TV show, but the, it was one of those where like the, the, the show starts off with, here's a character 
and then like we, we we meet the character and then he has to die horribly so that we can start the show and his character was a piano player who would answer trivia and so he had a bowl of money on the piano and he would play songs and then you would put a dollar in and ask him a trivia question and if he got it right you get he got to keep the dollar if uh you he got it wrong then you got to take two dollars out or something and one of the questions was what is the what is the sound of thunder cause why is thunder and he calls he says it's clouds crashing together and i'm like oh dear that's not real no no and but like Anyway, and maybe maybe the show again maybe the show was supposed to tell me that he was he was full of it whatever I just I turned it off I was so mad the, <laughs> the sound of thunder is literally when lightning cuts through the air it creates a vacuum it literally creates a vacuum of space as the lightning is penetrating the air and so when the lightning disappears it's the sound of air rushing back in to fill the space does that make sense could you could you shoot a gun in that space <laughs> yes yes you can because we learned that you can in fact shoot guns in space okay yes that was lightning uh and our 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 science segment i don't i don't think i have a clip for science but that's fine uh, science! i captured this because i thought this was a funny thing to say somebody's got to nail that girl's fins to the floor <laughs> so i captured that because Nailed to the floor, that's an idiom. Yeah. Which means mm-hmm. that underwater they build things with nails and wood. And that they have, well, I guess there is a sea floor, but. There is a sea floor, but. But you, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Very. Yeah. It's an idiom. I, it made me. It, also, my dad, being again, my, my dad, the band director, he. He always made fun of the song Under the Sea because he would say, you can't be under the sea. Being under the sea would be being you would be in the ground. Like, you would be in the ground, like in the molten core. Now you're under the sea. It's like, Dad, it had to rhyme. (laughs) It had had to. It had to do it. Uh, Here's Triton going nuclear. Have you lost your senses completely? He's a human. You're a mermaid. I don't care. So help me, Ariel. I am going to get through to you. And if this is the only way, so be it. There you go. So be it. <gasps> so intense. It is. Mm. I feel bad for him. I kind of do. Like, you kind of wonder what his plan, though, was, right? Like, if I destroy all of your stuff, then you'll. Uh, You'll have to go collect more. Yeah, like, yeah. I, it's not a well thought out plan. No, like it. Not it is plan. firmly. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It's firmly putting her versus you, and you are the one who's taken all of her stuff away and ruined it, and now she hates you. Um, yep. and I guess his thought process was maybe if I get rid of all this stuff, she won't see it anymore, and therefore she won't like it. But that's not how it works. Yeah. 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 The Avengers. Oh, that's the whole clip. Where's my not a good plan? <laughs> wow. uh, oh, here it is. Okay. Not a great plan. There you go. Mallet. Oh, that was weird. <laughs> what did that kick off? Well, let's just go through your library there. Oh, uh, no. I actually went, I, I was, um, so during pre-show, my wife was just kind of hanging out in the office with me, which she never does, but the kids aren't here, so she can do that. And 
Uh, she said, how many clips have you captured? So I keep every clip that I capture, I, I keep in uh, in an archive folder on, in iTunes. Um, now I'm missing, there's about 50 episodes that I lost when my last computer died. And I lost a lot of um, data. But since then, uh, I have 20 hours and 9 minutes of, of, <laughs> of audio clips. 2,427 songs. Wow. Yeah, and and most of them are pretty short. There's a couple, as I'm scrolling through, there's a couple three-minute ones. Some of the longer ones are back in the days of uh, the Angry Scotsman. There's a callback. Oh, yeah, nice. Uh, Lady Juan, that's a story I'll tell you off air. But <laughs> yeah, most of these are like three, four, five, six seconds. So anyway, um, in case you uh, were unaware of how, how, um, how am I going to set this up? Um, <laughs> I don't know. I can't set this up any better. Here you go. And don't underestimate the importance of body language. There you go. I just like that. It's so good, right? Yeah. Uh. Oh, I watching this movie tonight made me realize how many of the lines, not just like I know the lines in the song or the lines of dialogue, but I know the motion of the character while they while they say them. Right. So like I'm not sitting still on the couch. I'm nice. moving all around with all the, <laughs> the performances. <laughs> like it's not a choice. It just happens. I captured this because I like it when when the, we get weird noises. <laughs> so this is the chef once he realizes that Sebastian hasn't been cooked. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, I don't know why. Just stuff like that just cracks me up. There you go. So. Uh, I, I have a bunch of those too, those weird little weird noises, um, like uh, and uh, <laughs> uh, I can't find the other one. Is the one from the um, the chicken movie we did? Poltergeist. Yeah, Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Anyway, I can't find it. It's not a point. But the point is, is that 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 noise. I will keep this in my sound library forever. Just. <laughs> Uh, Sounds okay. like a, a squeaky door being opened. It kind of does, or like a shoe, you know, like mm-hmm. a, someone sneaking up on you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. And this also made me laugh. Okay. All right. This calls for a little vocal romantic stimulation. Yeah. There you go. Uh-huh. <laughs> vocal romantic stimulation. He's going to sing a song. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I was going to capture him singing, but, you know, I obviously didn't. Uh, <laughs> all right, time for this. Hey, it's Ebony, and you may know me from such podcasts as The Gruesome Twosome Movie Reviewsome. But did you know I also have a solo podcast? That's right, the Sweet and Sour Nuggies podcast with one episode on short life stories of the sweet and sour variety and the other Mental Health Mondays to be your guide to everything mental health and more. So grab your nuggies and follow us at SS Nuggies Pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Sweet and Sour Nuggies Podcasts available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Good Pods, and more. Now readily available for your listening pleasure. And now for some more bad news. Ready? 
uh, it's time for our new game. That's right. We have a new game. I still don't have any kind of cheesy um, game music, but I will eventually when I remember to do it. Uh, this is our game. <laughs> Did you notice? The rules are simple. Sam and Lady Wan are going to go. Are going to do battle head to head. Andrew has five questions, possibly six, depending on if we need it. Um, first question will go to Lady Wan. She answers it. If you get it right, you get a point. If you don't get it right, then Sam can steal the point. Okay. Okay. We ready? Yeah. All right. Do it. Go for it, Andrew. All right, Lady Wan. This is for you. What is Sebastian's full name? Oh my gosh, it's so long. It is. Oh. I mean, Sebastian's the very last part of his name. It is, yeah. I don't know. I just know Ignatius is in there. All right. It'll go to Sam then, Sam. Uh, yeah. uh, uh I, and apparently I can't google fast enough here um, <laughs> <Still cheating>. <laughs> <laughs> i don't i really don't know i, I clarence isn't horatio in there too it is Ooh, yeah horatio that's too. the first part yeah. horatio felonius ignatius crustaceous sebastian oh crustaceous yeah. nice yeah, yeah. Shoot. probably yeah. a family name all right sam this is for you yes. how many sisters does ariel have She's got uh, six sisters. You are correct, sir. Yes. Lady Wan gets. I, I remember. Lady Wan yeah. gets named the hardest name in the history of film. <laughs> <laughs> Sam has to count six sisters. I honestly was expecting you to say name them. Yeah. Oh no no yeah I thought about that but I you know um, I'd have to say okay. it. Um. All right, sorry, Lady One, on <laughs> to you, Grimsby is upset because Eric didn't fall for the princess from what kingdom? Oh my God. <laughs> now, in fairness, I did, uh, Lady One was the first one that I finally warned that Andrew's going to come up with some pretty, uh, um, Oh man. Yeah. I, t- I, if I had multiple choice, I feel like I could pull this out, but I, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't have enough time to set up multiple choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sam. Uh, uh, Atlantica. No, it no. is Glowerhaven. Glowerhaven, which sounds yeah. like a, yeah. a bad Disney villain name, right? I yeah. I remember thinking tonight when he said that that I was like, that sounds like just a town, like not a kingdom where there's a princess. Like that just sounds like a neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not a particularly right. nice sounding one. Yeah, we True, we got to yeah. go down to Glowerhaven to pick up some you know salted pork. You know, it's from <laughs> there's a cul-de-sac. That's all we know. Yeah. All right, uh, Sam, this is for you. Yes. The story takes place in a fictional land, but two real-world locations are mentioned in the movie. What are they? Oh my god. Uh, uh, uh Sweden and Norway. <laughs> no. Isn't Paris? No. Oh, oh, sorry. Crap. Forgot. Lady Wan. <laughs> uh, no, it is not mentioned. Okay. But uh, I good. think, is it, I feel like they mentioned France. Oh, yeah. But, uh, sort I, of. I can't, no, I, uh-uh, I got nothing. Both of these are uh, mentioned in songs. Oh. 
One is by Sebastian. The other is by the chef. Now we're oh. all singing the songs in our head. I know. <laughs> so I'll just go ahead and tell you, because it's going to take a while to, to think of these, but uh, the Caspian Sea was mentioned oh. by Sebastian. Yeah. And Le Champs de Lisée uh, yeah. was mentioned by the chef. I oh, probably butchered crap. that pronunciation, but Champs Elysees. There we go. Yeah. Uh, in France, so yeah, you were close there with France. Wow. All right. Uh, we'll technically give her want... half a point. I mean, I, okay. I think France <laughs> should get at least half a point. Come All on. Right. I gave her well, half a point. I could actually award half a point for uh, Ignatius there at the at the first question too, because you did get yep. that. That's kind of tough. So she's, we're tied. <laughs> we're right, we're so you're tied. So this is tiebreaker here. Um. And it goes to you, Lady One. Oh, gosh. Complete the lyrics. <laughs> Darling, it's better. Downwards, wetter. <laughs> Take it from me. <laughs> On the shore, they work all day. Out in the sun, they slave away. And you finish. Oh, hold on. I'm trying to do it in my head. <laughs> These are the lyrics. I can't do it. I can't do it without the music. <laughs> I, I can't. Right. Sam, you've got a chance to steal. <clears throat> All right. Um, uh, 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 slave. Okay. Uh, say the say the last one again. Uh, it's down. It's better down where it's wetter. Take it from me. Out on the shore, they work all day. Out on the sun, they slave away. While we devoted full time to floating under the sea. There you go. That's it. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I I should have captured that as one of my um one of my <laughs> what segments because I've never known what those lyrics are. Really? De- devoted time. Devoted. To, devoted. While we're devoting full time to floating. Basically. I've never yeah. known those yeah. lyrics. Never. That's awesome. That's. I'll, those are the hardest ones that I could find. Yeah. No, that, that is hard. Yeah. All right. Hey, I told you I've been going around the house today singing this stupid stuff. So, so that's our game. Awesome. Sam's the winner. Yay, Yay Sam. Nice. I think that's the first time I've won. Uh, well done. Oh, maybe. I think you're right. Yeah. I think it yeah. is, actually. All right. Cool. Now, now we do this. Excuse me while I whip this out. On Twitter, I asked the fine folks of our Pottern family, what is your top three favorite Disney cartoon? I forgot to write the word movie. So uh, Twitter is going to have a lot of different answers than us, but that's fine. So we're going to pick Disney cartoon movies, and I'm opening that to whatever interpretation of cartoon you mean. Uh, And we will start first with uh, Lady One. Okay, I am sticking to truly classic, like 2D animation, and uh, you know, predominantly, f- as far as the films themselves. I'm gonna go number three, Beauty and the Beast. Number two, The Little Mermaid. Even though I know the Beauty and the Beast is technically better, and number one is Aladdin. It right. cannot be beat. Cool. My son was in the Aladdin Junior this past. Uh... Oh. Yeah, he was uh, intimidating guard. That was his Aww. role. <laughs> he tells Aladdin to get out of the way, uh, you dirty peasant or something like that. It's his only line, <laughs> but it was pretty funny. Uh, Sam. 
All right. Uh, my number three is Tangled. Okay. I love that one. I yeah. could watch it all the time. Uh, my number two is Beauty and the Beast. It's just amazing. Such an amazing movie. But my number one movie, I could watch at any given time, any point of the day, any time of year, and it has to be Emperor's New Group. Yeah. God, I love that movie. <laughs> so and I, it's a I funny swear movie. it's the best animated Disney movie. Not because of quality of animation or there's absolutely there's not really song there's no songs in it yeah it's just the best what the most well-written animated film it's just so good it is so good Uh and i tried my best to figure out how jurassic park could tie to disney and i failed spectacularly (laughs) well that's okay so yeah (laughs) that is okay uh, my top three, uh, Robin Hood, the original Robin Hood, is my number oh. three. Uh, Aladdin is number two, and my number one is also Emperor's New Groove. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, it, it right. To be. I, I watched. I mean, we that. might even have to show it this weekend at the, the the getaway that all the boys are going to. Just oh. put it on. <laughs> Seriously, we all watch a Disney movie. I think we'd all be okay with it. Oh my gosh, we all sit around quoting it. I watched that movie for the first time in college. It was on. Yeah. You know, like ABC Family or something. I watched it. I was laughing so hard I was in tears. I <laughs> I I didn't know that it existed. I was I loved it. It was so great. Uh Andrew. I have uh The Sword in the Stone. Oh, that's such a good one. <gasps> oh yeah. Uh Peter Pan is number two. Oh okay. yeah. And number one, Hercules. Oh, such great music in Hercules. It's, oh, my it's gosh. Probably Helen Mankin again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would say that Hercules and Little Mermaid have, some, well, and Beauty and the Beast, have some of the best music of yeah. all the Disney films. For sure. My favorite, and I get some grief for this, um, I, I know that most people say that the Lion King's, you know, Elton John stuff is the best. My favorite, honestly, is Tarzan's. I love. Ooh. I like. See, I hate it. I know. I know. Again, I know. I know some people that do that, <laughs> yeah. but I love the the Phil Collins stuff. I just it it works. Yeah. It works better outside of the movie. Like just to listen to it, mm. it, it works better for me. Whereas, like I think in the movie, I think the Elton John stuff works better. I'm just I don't know. Just me. The, the Zimmer stuff in Lion King is amazing. Oh yeah, the score is amazing. That Hans Zimmer score is great. I have it on my phone. It's awesome. Um, yeah. All right, great. Time for Twitter. Like I said, we got some stuff on the Twitter. Okay. <laughs> Woo-hoo. Uh, the Moose Lounge one it says, was going to go complete classic because I'm old. So Aladdin, Zootopia, <laughs> and Moana. Oh, I forgot the word but. Because I'm old, but Aladdin, Zootopia, and Moana. Moana's great. I love Moana. I love Moana. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. At Long May She Rain... Two, I can make sure I get that right. Says Mulan, Moana, and Cinderella. Uh, Jason from Esoterica Cinema, who we had on just a few weeks ago, uh, says uh, Sleeping Beauty, Emperor's New Groove, and Aladdin. Um, let's see. I can't ever pronounce his his at at Rui for the Ace eighty five. I'm sorry if I'm saying that wrong. Uh, Doug Recess and Ducktales. So he went the cartoon. Uh, TV show route. Let's see. At, at feels good FGP. 
Emperor's New Groove, Robin Hood, Jungle Blood. Rosie, <laughs> our friend Rosie, says Beauty and the Beast, Wreck-It Ralph, and Moana. Um, also friends of the show at Happy Hour Tabs, Tabby Gray. Uh, Black Cauldron, there's a one we've not oh. heard. There's a, yeah. Uh, Fantasia and, and Sword in the Stone. That's a good one, Sword in the Stone. So I like I, the dark stuff. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Let's see. At AEWR Pod, which is Attitude AR Wrestling Review Podcast, says Lion King, Aladdin, and Rescuers Down Under. Oh. Um, that's a good one. Happy Hour Podcast says The Fox and the Hound, The Lion King, and Aladdin. Uh, Binge Lord Dan, Emperor's New Groove, Lilo Stitch, P- Princess and the Frog. Mm, yeah. Uh, let's see. The Flaky Foodie Podcast. Lion King, Aladdin, and the Hunchback of Notre Dame. That's a new entry. Uh, I would have added Pocahontas years ago, but knowing mm-hmm. the history makes that movie a little icky to me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Let's see. Um, Meg, uh, let's see, at Wisconsin. Ooh. <laughs> Wisconsin. I don't know how to pronounce that. S-E-N-N-A-C-H. Uh, she says... Senex? I don't know. She just says she wants to talk about Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> so, okay, Meg, we're gonna we're gonna work on that. Defining Disney podcast says their top three current as the rankings of their show are Lion King, Mulan, and Aladdin. The Little Mermaid sits at seventh, but they have not reviewed Beauty and the Beast or Lilo and Stitch yet. Mm. And then the Porn Stash podcast says, oh, yeah. That's the one I do on the side. Sure. I didn't tell you guys about it. Uh, that's Darkwing, DuckTales, Spin, and DuckTales. So again, they went with Ooh, the cartoon. Yeah. Good ones. Yeah. All I'm great stuff. Uh, Chip and Dale's Rescue Rangers wasn't on there. Sure. So a fun story about <laughs> the Sword and the Stone for me. He didn't get it. It was. No, I'm, I'm with you. Chip and Dale's. Yeah. Okay. With Porn okay. Stash. Right. Totally get it. Okay. Is that. <laughs> Uh, years ago, gosh, 12, 13 years ago, uh, my then, I guess we weren't even married yet. Maybe we were, I can't remember. But my wife, Sarah, and I, we were going on a road trip with uh, her family to Baltimore, and I wanted a book to read. And I didn't have a book. This was, you know, before podcast, whatever. And I needed a book. So I walked into her brother's room, who wasn't there, and I saw a book on his shelf, and it was called The Once and Future King. And I remember hearing about this book from the movie X-Men 2. Patrick Stewart talks about the once and future king. And I thought, ooh, well, if Patrick Stewart likes to read it, I should read <laughs> it too. And I get about 20 pages into it, and I realize, oh my gosh, the first chapter of the once and future king is the sword in the stone. Uh-huh. It's the uh-huh. Arthur story. I didn't know that. So I was really excited that, you know, like, like, in, like the whole first chapter is just the sword in the stone. The rest of it gets pretty, pretty, whatever. Uh, deep heavy and whatnot thank you for all for participating in that that was a lot of fun and if i missed your name i apologize or if i misspelled it or mispronounced it again my bad time for this wait what's supposed to happen this is where we give the movie a score from zero to ten and i am excited to say that andrew goes first yeah and uh imdb puts this at a 7.6 out of 10 I don't know that I can go quite that high. I, I think there are some, like we've mentioned, some some animation. I won't call them issues. I will call it animation. Uh, uh, what are the, what's the word? Um, 
budgetary choices? <laughs> no, no. I, I think that it was just some production of the time um, that kind of holds it back a little bit and, and causes it not to hold up. I guess that's a good way of putting it. So um, as far as visually, but I, again, the story's great. Um, it's a, it's, it's a well done movie. It's, it's a fun family film and they did take the classic Hans Christian Andersen and turned it into a family friendly uh cartoon so i'm i'm gonna put it at about a 6.2 out of 10 all right so you like this just a little bit more than teenage mutant ninja turtles 2 yeah okay (laughs) i think so all right lady one i think despite the less than stellar animation styles to it I still think I'm going to go pretty high with this. I think I'm going to go like an 8.6. Okay. Yeah. All right, Sam. This awkward silence is brought to you by Sam Vector. Forgetting to... uh... (laughs) He'll be back in just a second. Charge his batteries. Yeah. Okay, no, I'm back. I'm back. For some reason, every now and then when it cuts out on me and I come back, you guys can't hear me and you don't respond to me. So, all right. So, but I am back this time. Eight, 8.78. It's instant classic. It's a good, good, great flick. Um, suitable for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm very good with that. Uh, and I will give it, I'm looking back again. I'm cheating. I'm looking back at some of the other movies recently. Uh, I, I think this movie's great. Um, uh, there was a <laughs> we there was a an ill-fated podcast that I started with Sam a while ago. Uh we made four episodes and then it just went away. Like mm-hmm. a lot like a lot of podcasts who just couldn't stand mm-hmm. the test of time, unlike this show which is episode 392. Uh just proof that I have enough time for one podcast in my life. <laughs> yeah. But we actually debated yep. this movie specifically, you know, uh, with the the argument being should our daughters be looking at Disney princesses as role models and using this movie as an example? And uh, Sam had some compelling arguments. And my wife uh, reminded me of some of those compelling arguments and reminded me of a new argument. And that was, Sam, that um, she doesn't change for Prince Eric. She wanted to change before she met him. Like she, yeah. she was already leaning that way. He was just the spark that really put it over the the thing. So uh, I'd kind of forgotten about that part. I kind of thought it was all about just the dude, but in this case, it was kind of. Well, everything. she was obsessed with humans. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Way before Eric, right? So yeah. Anyway, that all that having been said, is that I think this movie's great. I do, and I mm-hmm. am also going to give it an eight. I'm just going to give it a nice, simple eight, and I think that that's. Uh, I think that's fair. That gives this movie a nice score of seven point eight nine five. I think that's all right. I mean, we're, we're, we've yeah. had some pretty good, you know, so far our month of movies, we had a 7.125 and then a four and a half last week. And uh, now it's seven and a 7.8. We'll see what happens okay. next week. Oh, just wait. Oh, just you wait. I <laughs> cannot wait. Oh, actually, I can wait. I'm kind of terrified. All right. Lady Juan, please tell our listeners where they can find you and your show and all the stuff that is you and your awesome stuff. 
<laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter anytime at the lady one and you can find the show that I do screen run at screenrun.fun. We've got two seasons out right now. The first season is myself and my co-host Chris watch all of the Kevin Smith films in order. The second season is we watch all of the alien films, including the alien predator ones. Uh, so that's the, the first two seasons they're out there. Season three coming TBD. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Go back and listen to the alien ones. Cause I was on those. Or I was yeah. on one of them. I was on the bum bum bum. Yeah. Kill me. Uh yeah, that was the one I was on. And boy yeah. god, did she kill her with fire? That was uh yeah. that was rough. Yeah, like but why would you kill somebody? Well, anyway, we'll, we'll we went into it with great <laughs> the detail. worst way to kill somebody. Right? Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, we went into it at great length. You're in yeah. pain. Let me give you more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, we, we went into that at great length. Go listen to episode yeah. three or um uh not episode three, but well I guess it is episode three of season two. Uh, Alien 3 with yeah. the, the thing with the basketball and the fire and the aliens. The <laughs> the wheelchair and everybody's got a gun. It's, it's great. It's a prison movie. Go watch it. Uh, Joss Whedon wrote it. So Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. So take that and put it in your pipe. All right. It's 420. I had to say something weird. Uh, <laughs> I also love that your, uh, your website is a, a .fun domain. I think that's really yeah. cool. We were looking to, so there is a dot reviews. So we oh. were looking to change our website to cheap seat dot reviews, but it's kind of expensive. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, $30 a year is kind of a lot. I mean, I guess it's not that much. If I sell a couple of t shirts, then maybe we can do it, but it's still kind of a lot. So go buy some merchandise so I can get dot reviews. How's that? <laughs> I think that's a fair compromise. Uh, yeah. Speaking of our actual website, though, cheapseatreviews.libsyn.com is where you can find links to all of our stuff, our YouTube channel. You can go listen uh, or watch the re- uh, the interview I did with Tucky Williams a few weeks ago. That's up there. She's a huge Trek fan. So if you like Trek and listen to this, you should go listen to that conversation. Um, also, um, I'm, on, uh, I'm a contestant on America's Next Top Podcaster. So if you want to see how I'm doing... Go check that out. America's Next, next Top Podcaster. Uh, week 2 just uh, aired. By the time sure. this airs, uh, the Week 2 submissions will have and judging will have come out. You can see how I did on that one. Okay, that's it. That's our show. Thank you so much for listening. Um, go to our, you know, download our show. Subscribe to the show. It would be great. Leave us a review. Please leave us a review. That would be super awesome. And, um, yeah. So on behalf of Andrew and Sam, this is and Lady Juan, this is Sean saying thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week for the dreaded Watership Down. This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Mm-hmm.